0: You're listening to the Death of a Film Bro Podcast, hosted by Peyton Shelton and Joseph Henry. Welcome back to the Death of a Film Bro Podcast. My name is Peyton, and I'm joined by my co-host, Joe. Hello, Joe. Yo. We're still separated about a thousand miles apart, but today we are talking about 2023, talking about our most anticipated films of this year. Most of these are going to be coming out probably in the back half of the year, Um, but we're still, you know, we we got a lot of stuff to look forward to. 2022 was an amazing year for film. A lot of of my favorite movies of the year weren't on my most anticipated list when I made it in 2021. Several of them were. I actually was anticipating everything all at once, but it was pretty low on my list of most anticipated, and it's my favorite of the year. So I'm really excited. uh, I'd I'd like never even heard of it. Yeah, it was anticipated for me because I'd seen Swiss Army Man, and so I was like, Daniels are pretty fun, and I was like, I'm a sucker for A24, and I was like, this'll be cool. I knew nothing about it. It was, you know, back when it was just a poster, no real plot had been announced, and I I put it on there as just a flyer. I was like, I'm anticipating it, but I don't know what it's going to be, and then it was amazing. So we've got some movies that we're anticipating this next year that we're going to run through I say we just get right into it. Joe, would you rattle off your top five most anticipated films of 2023?
1: My top five, very film bro of me. Let's just get that out of the way.
0: Uh, That's what I expected, but yeah, go.
1: All right, so number one's Oppenheimer. Number two is the Spider-Verse sequel, Spider-Man Across the Mm Spider-Verse. Number three is Barbie.
0: (laughs) Yes, Barbie's going to be so good.
1: Um... Number four is Asteroid City, the new Wes Anderson movie. And mm-hmm. then number five is Killers of the Flower Moon.
0: By director Martin Scorsese. My five shares a couple. I also have Barbie at three. My number one is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh the Guardians movies are my favorite based. Marvel movies, so I, You're based. I'm anticipating that a lot. My most anticipated my most anticipated of last year, <laughs> kind of embarrassingly, was Lightyear. I was so hyped for Lightyear, and then it was just pretty mid, and I was so disappointed. But I was so excited for Lightyear. SL. So I, I like when I'm when I'm making this list, I'm putting like legitimately the ones that I am most excited to go to the theater and watch. And if they were, you know, in the theater right now, I, I would go and wa- drop everything and go watch them. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is one of those movies. I'm so excited. Number two, Killers of the Flower Moon, Martin Scorsese. Um, recently listened to the audiobook of it in anticipation of it. I had, you know, my long drive here to Texas had nothing to do. So I listened to it, man. Oh, it's, it's a really good story. I think Martin Scorsese is going to be able to really do a lot with the source material and knowing him and his, you know, ability to craft a film, like everything's there for this to be amazing. I think it's going to be really good. Number three, Barbie, Greta Gerwig. It's going to be great. I'm excited for that Barbie Oppenheimer double feature in the summer that's going to be a lot of fun.
1: The debate is going to be which one we go see first. It's going to be nuts. Yeah.
0: Well, it's going to, we're going to have to we have to wait till they release times for both of them and then we just figure out what makes we'll the most sense. See. My number 4, maybe a surprising one, but I'm surprised you don't have it higher, is Wonka starring Timothy Chalamet from director Paul King, the director of Paddington 1 and Paddington 2. It's in my top 10. So, are you just having out there. Wonka. I love the Wonka movies. I really like Timothy Chalamet. I am really hyped for Wonka. I think it's going to be great. A lot of fun. And then at 5, I have Dune Part 2 from Denis Villeneuve. I liked Dune 1 and I'm excited for Dune 2. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then I'll, I'll keep going out the rest of my 10 and then we can come back with your other the rest of yours. So my number 6, Oppenheimer. Obviously, I'm, I'm super excited for Oppenheimer. 7, uh, another Marvel movie, Ant-Man Quantumania. Or Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum I I'm excited for it. The disrespect to the Wasp. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Evangeline Lily. I didn't mean it. I'm excited for it. I'm not as excited for it as Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm excited. That one's more, coming out pretty soon. That comes out in February. So it's coming out next month. Yeah. So I'm really excited to go see that pretty soon. Uh, a new addition to this list, my number eight, is Poor Things. From director Yorgos Lanthimos. This was not on my radar until I watched The Lobster uh, the other day. And I loved The Lobster. And so then I was like, hmm, when does he have a new movie coming out? And uh, all signs are pointing towards poor things coming out this year. I was kind of excited because I was like, oh, Yorgos Lanthimos, he's a good filmmaker. What really bought me in is it's starring Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo. That's all you needed to get me in. That Huh. That's a baller cast. I'm intrigued. I I'm in. I'm I'm very in. I can't wait. I think that's going to be a fun one to go see. Number 9, I have next goal wins from Taika Waititi. This one feels like it's been coming out forever. We thought it yep. was coming out in 2022, thought it was coming out in 2021. Yep. Maybe like it was yep. it, it's been kind of in development forever. So it should come out this year. Um I'm excited to see a Taika movie, you know, that's not Thor because it's been like it feels like it's been a little bit but I really liked Hunt for the for the Wilder People. So, yeah. I'm excited for that one. And then 10, I uh, have Napoleon from director Ridley Scott starring Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby. This one just feels like Joaquin Phoenix is going to be getting another Oscar nomination. It just does. Ridley Scott's great. I I'm excited for that. And then I have some some of the ones you talked about are on my list. They're just outside of my top 10. So, what are the rest of yours? Your 6 through 10?
1: Um, My six and seven are the pair of Marvel movies. Guardians volume three and then quantum mania eight. I have Dune part two, Mm -hmm. not the biggest fan of the first Dune movie, but I can acknowledge that it is technically amazing and did a lot of world building. And it's maybe not the most exciting thing to me to like have a movie that's primarily like world building and like story setup. But I mean, Holy crap, the like payoff of everything is going to be nuts. I'm mm-hmm. very excited to see the sequel. My number nine is Napoleon. I absolutely loved um, The Last Duel, which is not really Scott's latest movie. He made freaking House of Gucci mm-hmm. between that, but I mean... The Last Duel seems much more in tune with what Napoleon's doing, kind of like a period piece type movie, and I loved everything about The Last Duel, and I mean, like you said, it's walking Phoenix, like, come on now. Yeah. It's gonna be great. I have Wonka at 10. I think it's gonna be kinda weird, and I don't know why, but, like, it kinda gives me, like, I don't- I just foresee a future- where Timothy Chalamet is getting nominated for an Oscar for this role, kind of in the same vein of Austin Butler and Elvis. Like it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a musical and it's gonna be weird.
0: It is. It's gonna be And
1: I'm so excited. It's,
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. I'm I'm excited. I, I'm not on the Oscar train for Timothy Chalamet right now. I mean, obviously this is all just totally speculative. We've not seen the movies. We I don't know if it. they're good. I can totally see but it. But I can see it. He's not to my not right chalamet's never been nominated for an oscar right i don't think he has Yeah, yes yeah yes he, he was nominated for call me by your name oh
1: yeah 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 yeah. okay so he does have the one nominate. so that honestly helps his case so i think that was i think that was the i think that was the year that um Alman won for darkest hour and that's why like people like lose their mind is that they think that chalamet should have won gotcha so
0: so him having i've a seen nomination... call
1: me by your name it's kind of it's kind of valid he's incredible in that movie like i've liked Chalamet and a lot of stuff I've seen, but he's always been like kind of in a supporting role. Mm-hmm. And like I watched Call Me by Your Name like in December. So like within the past month. And I thought the movie was like okay. It's pretty slow, but like holy crap, he's so good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, I mean,
0: I I might be on the Timothy Chalamet Oscar train early then because I think that helps his case if, that he has a like, prior nomination and he's having he's gonna have a big year and he's having a big lead up. He's gonna have yeah. Dune, which I don't anticipate a nomination for Dune. But he could get the one for Wonka. But having multiple movies, that's a really good narrative. We saw, we're seeing yeah. that with Colin Farrell this year as well. Um, yeah. So having those multiple movies also coming off of Bones and All, which is an Oscar worthy performance. Like he deserves to be in the conversation for supporting actor for that, uh, potentially even lead. There's room for him to be in that conversation this year. I don't think he ever stands a chance of being nominated, obviously. And, But he deserves to be, you know, in the conversation with some people. So he's coming off of several really good performances and has had a really solid career, you know, like he is built up like he's one of those like young actors that we're looking at right now. That is like he's building up a resume to be like one of the next like he's going to be the next Leo, you know, he's going to be the next big dog in in Hollywood for a really long time. As long as he wants to keep taking on roles, he's got it and he's young Yeah, I think the narrative is is
1: actually he he picks such He picks such good roles to do, like, as well. So we're like, a Wonka origin story, like, when people were, like, talking about it, it's like, why is this a thing? But then, like, you see that, like, Chalamet, like, attached himself to it and, like, took the role. There's got to be something there. Like, the screenplay's got to be good. And, Mm -hmm. like, Paul King is, I think, shown enough as a director where, like, his, like, style is, like, very, like, Wes Anderson-esque. Yeah, but it's, like, it's Wes Anderson light is, is how I would describe it. It's still good and like like there's just everything about like the like vibe of the Paddington movies just like fits a Willy Wonka thing in my I'm, mind. Like it all just kind of
0: adds up to I'm me. I'm excited to
1: see because this is obviously it's
0: going to be a movie that is like it's going to be more adult than the Paddington movies, but it's still yeah. going to be family friendly. Um I just anticipate it kind of being that way like it's Wonka. It, it you're not doing it's not going to be dark and gritty, you know? But I think that it is going to be a little bit more mature than Paddington is because Paddington yeah. is silly fun. And I think this one's going to be zany fun, which is, you know, a little bit more mature than silly. You know, zany is more mature than silly in my mind. So Wonka's is one. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's my four. I'm eagerly anticipating it. Would love to see Timothy Chalamet receive a nomination for that. Um, obviously, we haven't seen it. Like if the movie sucks, then that's a bummer. And then we don't want to see him get nominated. But yeah, I think that out of like, maybe maybe that's a, a good little thing to kind of talk about is like, out of all the movies we're anticipating this next year, are there any like, you're kind of looking ahead and like, we're, you know, we're not predicting Oscars right now, but is there anything off the top of your head that you're like, yeah, that's that's probably gonna happen or those nominations, like, that's all we're gonna be talking about. I think, I mean, the obvious one is like Dune Part 2 is gonna, Dune One text, it, it, it did a tech sweep at the Oscars, it won every technical category. And it's gonna be in the Dune conversation. Versus again, Op- all of
1: Dune, versus, Dune versus Oppenheimer and all these technical categories is gonna just be nuts. It's gonna be like fun. I don't know how I don't know how predictions are gonna work. It's gonna be crazy to see like if one of them like gets ahead of the other, because I wouldn't even like even without seeing either of the movies. Like I think it's just gonna be a two horse race and it's gonna be who knows. It's gonna
0: be fun. It's gonna be really fun. I'm gonna predict Dune in every single one just because I feel like I gotta. And uh, because I think Dune right now is like, out of all these, if if I'm looking at the whole lineup and I'm thinking about, all right, best picture contenders, Dune is the biggest lock of all of them. In my mind, Dune is the only movie here that is a lock for best picture.
1: There's a lot of them that you can see like Mm -hmm. happening because of like directors involved and stuff like that, but like you said Dune is a lock because the first one happened and yeah. it was so big. You you like, talked there's about, no way the sequel that's going to be bigger is going to not. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you you talked about it in one of our previous episodes. Maybe it was episode 1 or it was episode 1 or 2 and and you talked about Dune 1 and you know likening it to the early Lord of the Rings films and oh, how yeah. it's like it's get it it got a lot of technical awards and it received lots of nominations but they're like this is not best picture if we're being totally honest dune one probably could have won best picture like it I would even venture to argue it maybe should have won best picture for its technical achievement it, the fact that it won as many Oscars as it did it didn't receive above the line nominations that's kind of what hurt its chances but like i mean there is there's yeah. a legitimate case for it to be the best picture of 2021. dune 2 is going to receive all those same nominations. And it'll get director, which was the biggest snub yeah. of 2021. We're not really going to talk about that right now, I don't think. But it'll receive a director nomination for Dune 2. And so it feels There's like... There's no
1: way Villeneuve misses yeah, again.
0: It's it's like they were waiting for Villeneuve because they're like, oh, he's going to do part two. I think that we can easily say that it is a lock for Best Picture. It might be the front runner. I don't know. I haven't sat down and thought through this. I probably won't make a prediction list till the summer because it's really hard to predict this yeah, early. Same um people do it and i think it's kind of silly but i mean it's it's a lock dune is dune is going to be happening in best picture next year and i'm really excited to see it are there any other uh, of these films that you're thinking like oh yeah there there's there's going to be a big old oscar campaign for some of these and you see them getting nominations
1: one of the ones and i mean i'm kind of just i've gone through my top 10 and i'm kind of looking at my 11 and 12 here and there's a similarity between the two of these it is the Killer, which is the new David Fincher film, mm-hmm. that's hopefully please come out this year, and then Next Goal Wins, the Taika Titi movie, mm-hmm. both starring Michael Fassbender. Yep. He is going to have a big year, and there will be a traction for him to get a lead actor nomination for one of these two movies. Yeah.
0: I Absolutely. would probably
1: lean towards The Killer.
0: Really? I lean the other way. I, I lean towards Next Goal Wins.
1: I don't know. I could double nominate
0: him that would be <laughs> i that would has any no has any actor ever been actor or actress ever been double nominated in the same category i don't think not so. in the same category. i know there's been double nominations only- in lead and supporting but like a yeah. double nomination in lead would be the wildest thing i think anyone would ever see it will it not wouldn't happen, happen but, but that'd be crazy like
1: he's it's it's the same thing where like we talk about Chalamet, where it's like Chalamet is gonna just be everywhere and be talked about because he's gonna be in two of the bigger movies of the year, yeah. and two of the most talked about movies of the year. It's gonna be a, a similar deal with Fassbender, and then, I mean, you can also make the same argument for Phoenix to where like Napoleon I feel is like gonna be the way more like accessible one, but he's also in, Bo is Afraid, the Ariaster movie that's like formerly mm-hmm. Disappointment Boulevard that's coming out this next year. Which yes. there's, I'm telling the Academy will not touch that with a ten foot pole. There's no no way. never. But I mean, it's going to be kind of similar to where Joaquin Phoenix is going to be talked about the entire year. Hmm.
0: I agree with you. I think I think Joaquin Phoenix is probably the front runner at this moment for that best actor slot. Something that I'm interested in is I so best actress. I have two predictions. One. And this is the one that I don't think people are thinking about right now, but if Poor Things comes out in 2023, Emma Stone will probably receive a nomination for Best Actress. And let me explain to you why. Yorgos Lanthimos' most recent film was the favorite, which Olivia Colman was nominated and won the Oscar over Glenn Close. When everyone thought it was a done race, Glenn Close was winning. Olivia Colman won. Emma Stone was also nominated for that film in Supporting Actress. And Rachel Wise was nominated for Supporting Actress for that film. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos gets people nominated. Um, they got him in the favorite. If this film is received well, that that's going to be the key. If it's received well, Emma Stone's getting in. The plot of this movie is so bizarre. I'll, let me read you the synopsis <laughs> because I'm, I'm sure you haven't heard of it. Um, Upon drowning herself to escape her abusive husband, a woman has her brain replaced with the brain of her unborn child with the help of an eccentric scientist who is Willem Dafoe. That performance is going to be one of the most insane things that we have ever seen. Emma Stone already has won an Academy Award and she's been nominated so many times now um, or several times, now, not so many, but several times now. And has been in the conversation to be nominated for just so many films. Like she, she is loved. The performance is going to be meaty, and it's Yorgos Lanthimos, so you know it's going to be an absolutely slapping screenplay. I Emma Stone, I think, will be in the conversation for winning this Oscar if the film is good. The other one is Margot Robbie for Barbie. I would love to see her receive a nomination for this film. We're you know we're going to be talking about the 2023 Oscars predictions you know, for January. She's almost fringe for Babylon for me right now because Babylon's been so divisive. I still think she gets the nomination, but I think it's like this fringe thing. And we were talking about before the year started, everybody was like, Margot Robbie won, Margot Robbie won. They were like, we saw it coming. We thought she was going to be winning it. She's not winning it. But I feel like she's so deserving to have an Oscar. She should have won for I, Tonya. She... Maybe should win for Babylon, but it's a divisive film. But the performance is an Oscar winning performance. Yeah. If we're talking about mm-hmm. the most deserving performance of 2022 for an Oscar, it's probably Margot Robbie. So, as far as like in the, in the lead actress, I think Kiwi Kwan is also like there, but she deserves it. If Barbie's really good, which I mean, it's Greta Gerwig, I anticipated it's going to be good.
1: It's got the same thing. It's gonna. It's Margo's gonna happen. Margot's got the same thing going for her that we've talked about with a lot of these other, the other people in the lead actor race is that she's in asteroid city too. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's got the, like the multiple movie thing. It's happening, gonna be which is good. I mean, so many people like have that going into this next year, which is exciting because I mean it's not like the same level, but like Florence gonna be in Oppenheimer and in Dune, like. Those kind like there's a lot of that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, there's yeah there's there's a lot that's gonna happen. I also think Killers of the Flower Moon is gonna get some nominations happening there. It's gonna rack Um, them up. It's gonna get a lot. It's gonna get technical nominations. It's probably gonna get director. And then I think that it has potential to get to be to receive two acting nominations because it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Jesse Plemons. If you've read the book, uh, you know that Jesse Plemons character. He's playing Tom White. The character he's the uh, FBI agent and Leonardo DiCaprio's playing like one of the main people on the reservation um, but so they're kind of the two leads of the film but Jesse Plemons' character is like really the true lead but he doesn't come until later so it's kind of confusing how they're gonna campaign them if they're gonna campaign one of them in lead campaign them both in supporting regardless I think they both get nominated however they do it I think that will probably happen if people like the film and then another one that I'm just like, Hail Mary, and I don't know if this is on this film's on your radar at all. Uh, are you familiar with Saltburn coming out this next year? I am not. So Saltburn from director Emerald Fennell, the director of Promising Young Woman, her next film comes out this next year, starring Rosamund Pike and Barry Keoghan. Very good chance that both of them are nominated. Barry Keoghan's going to receive an Oscar nomination this year for Banshees of Inishare, and I'm saying it now, and I will say it whenever we do our next set of Oscar predictions, he will be nominated. So coming off of an Oscar nomination and a really great performance in Banshees, I could see that happening as well. Um if like I guess the stipulation with all of these is if it's well received. Obviously, if any of these are not well received, they're out of the conversation. It was like Bardo last year. Everybody was predicting Bardo for everything and no one liked Bardo. So, it's out of the conversation now. Yeah. Yeah, those are some some Reson predictions.
1: Pike also is just a powerhouse. Um I don't know how it's going to work in terms of it's campaigning for acting necessarily because there's just so many in the cast but like killian murphy is the titular character of oppenheimer Mm -hmm. and like i think because the cast is so large that all of these other actors outside of like the other people that are getting that top villain kind of like robert downey jr matt damon like they're gonna have kind of bigger supporting roles but everybody else is gonna show up in like a scene or two type deal but it's gonna really just follow. Oppenheimer himself throughout the majority of the movie I really think like yeah. I really think and I hope that Killian Murphy has enough where like out of all of you look at Nolan's like movies the lead performances like Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar is like great and then Leo in Inception is not as great still he's pretty good, good. he's he, good. like he holds the movie but like I don't think McConaughey was nominated for Interstellar I don't believe so I will look it up while you keep. And like, and like, that's like, that's the biggest acting performance that's ever been in a Nolan movie. That's doing the most. I don't think there's any argument to that, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no argument there at all. I'm pulling up the awards for Interstellar right now. It was nominated for it was nominated in one VFX, and then it was nominated for score, sound mixing, sound editing, and production design. But Kanahe did not get a nomination.
1: So like. That honestly makes me backtrack a little bit because, like, if McConaughey and Interstellar like doing that much can't get it, then like I don't know if Killian Murphy like can. Yeah, that's right. For- like, also we just have to like. This is also I'm so interested to like the reason it's my most anticipated is because yes, it's Nolan and I'm interested to see what his scale and like his filmmaking style is like when doing something that's more could just feel like a standard like biopic and like historical biopic. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't know how they're gonna like melt together.
0: Yeah, I and it's, I think it could. Yeah.
1: I think it could be like where Killian Murphy's like performance is like pretty like reserved and like mm-hmm. doesn't get any really recognition because it's just like does enough to service the movie. But it could also be where like oh my goodness, he's like amazing and like carries the entire movie. I, it could really go both ways. I could.
0: What I could also see happening is so it's it's a loaded cast. It's you know Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, you know Robert Downey Jr. It's coming Lawrence for the ensemble. Matt Damon, Dane DeHaan, Kenneth Branagh. Am I missing any? I mean, Josh Peck, Gary yes, Oldman. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> I'm missing. There's so many people in this movie. Uh, even me, Benny, I'm Benny, in it. Benny Safdie's in this movie. It's a load of cast. It will be nominated for SAG Ensemble. Like that's probably gonna happen. Yeah. What I think there's a potential for here though is so Nolan doesn't get lead actors nominated. That they that, they just don't go for the leads in Nolan films. That just doesn't really happen. But I could see they're being because like you said there's so many supporting performances that they're gonna just kind of be on screen for a little bit and they're gonna have a little bit but i think most or or a few of these supporting actors are gonna have a really meaty role and they're gonna get like a judd hirsch treatment in this film and i could see emily blunt there being well she's kind of the (laughs) co-lead here because she's oppenheimer's wife i believe um yeah because she's playing i could see her getting a lot
1: i could see her being a lot in a lot of like the more like Emotional dialogue-heavy mm-hmm. like scenes in the movie, and I could see her like really excelling in that.
0: Yeah, I hope I'm. I want. I just I hope like Florence Pugh has just a super meaty like thirty minutes, yeah. and the combination of that and Dune, that's enough for her to get a nomination or something. Like that'd be amazing, you know. I think there's so much room for there to be like a supporting performance there, but I'm I'm not gonna predict like predict Cillian Murphy for for lead until I see it, and even then, I feel like it's that's a hard one to predict because. Nolan doesn't get leads. Nolan doesn't really get actors and like, nominated, at the exception of Heath Ledger. Yeah, and like
1: know? that's like, and like that's part of all of the potential for it, like awards wise, and then also just as a movie, like in itself, in terms of just enjoyment. Like that's why it's like so, like solidly my number one, because mm-hmm. like it is Nolan just doing something that feels different.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm very excited for that double feature, like Reddy said. An interesting thing for me too this next year is gonna be like animated feature film. Because I think there's two big contenders, potentially three. Um, you've got obviously Spider-Verse 2, which won, you know, the first one, won the Oscar last time. Do they reward it again? Maybe. There's the Super Mario Brothers movie, which looks the animation looks really, really good. Say what you will about Chris. Inside Brad's the top voice. 20, baby. It's it's in my yeah, it's in my top twenty as well. Like it is, it's gonna be in the conversation for that Oscar.
1: And then <laughs> I, I will be watching. And then
0: Pixar always gets one. My guess is gonna be Elemental. You know, I think they're gonna have two this next year. I don't know what the other one is, but you know, there's a conversation there for animated. I don't think animated is gonna be as locked up as it is this year. You know, this year it's Pinocchio, and I don't think there's any question there should be questions
1: honestly Um, but we'll whatever we'll get there
0: should not be questions we'll talk about that later but pinocchio like it's locked up this year I (laughs) pinocchio is winning it next year a lot of room for fun stuff there um there's so many movies coming out this next year that i think are like worth mentioning i if i'll rapid fire off some movies coming out this year just to I only close have this like out. two
1: more that I like kind of wanted to mention. I think you'll probably hit at least one of them well, in here. Why don't you go ahead
0: hit yours, and then I'll I'll round out. I'll I'll just rapid fire list movies that are coming out this year to like put them at the forefront of people's minds. So what are, what are the two that you have?
1: Um, there's Maestro, the new Bradley Cooper film. Yep,
0: that was one that I had.
1: I think that'll be very interesting. Bradley Cooper and Kerry Mulligan, mm-hmm. and kind of like two leading performances. Come on now. And then another one. I saw the trailer for this before it like got released online anywhere. I saw it before Armageddon time because it's another Focus Features um movie. But Inside, starring Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. the trailer for it is like nuts. And the whole concept is like Willem Dafoe is like a like art thief, and he gets like stuck in this like really like high tech apartment mm-hmm. when he's like trying to steal something, and he gets like trapped in there by like the alarm system, and then he just like. It's just him, like, in this apartment by himself, stuck in there, and he just starts to go insane. And, oh my goodness, it looks like just, it looks like it's just going to be two hours of Willem just going nuts. And, yeah. oh, sign me up.
0: It's, <laughs> it's so interesting because they're releasing it at the beginning of the year, which puts yeah. it in a really bad spot for Willem Dafoe to get a nomination. So that makes me think they don't think have gonna, faith th- in it being an Oscar contender. But nah, it's I one of those things that, like, his performance is probably going to be really good.
1: Yeah. Like uh, he is the draw to go watch that movie, and I, it'll probably be something that's like it'll it'll probably be a little bit out there for it to yeah. be like an awards contender anyway. And they probably knew that. And like studios are pretty intentional with when they roll stuff out. Mm-hmm. So all right, all what's right. your rapid fire? So
0: rapid fire. So let's talk. Let's first let's hit some sequels coming out this year that are worth mentioning. Uh, new Hunger Games, technically a prequel. I guess there's actually two prequels coming out. Hunger Games prequel. If you're interested in that. Rachel Zegler. and a quiet place prequel uh not as interested for that it is going to be it's going to be 2023 or 2024 it'll be one of those two um i'm not optimistic about it being 2023 i think it's probably 2024 it's not directed by john krasinski i'm not like th- like i'm interested in it but it's, it's from uh michael saranowski the director of pig and i loved pig so i'm in um it's, doesn't
1: it like not feature any of the cast isn't it, like, correct a totally new cast um, too
0: the the only two people that i know of that are confirmed to be in it are lupita nyong'o which yeah it's gonna be great yeah and then joseph quinn um who i have not seen any other films that he's been in so
1: i mean his big thing was he was in stranger oh he's in stranger things, stranger things yeah i he haven't seen Stranger Things. i haven't yeah, seen yeah, yeah.
0: stranger things so but yeah he's so really those are... good
1: i would be interested to see him in a film it's like interesting though, because like the Quiet Place films, like the draw to those is kind of like the connection you feel to like their family specifically. Mm-hmm. But at least like that's how I like watch those movies. Less about like the world. So it'd yeah, be it's, interesting. it's gonna like, be interesting. It's an interesting concept.
0: So so those are potentially this next year. Um, another sequel, Creed three, big one coming forward. You know, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, starring himself and um uh. Oh my goodness. Jonathan Majors. Sorry. Jonathan Majors. Going to have a big year. Jonathan Majors is going to have that. Quantumania. That's exciting. Um, Some other rapid fire. We talked about, you know, elemental Pixar movie. Um, Another one, True Love by Gareth Edwards. He was the director of Rogue One. This is a film starring John David Washington and Gemma Chan. So I'm in. Don't really know anything about it. All we know is that it's a sci-fi romance film by Gareth Edwards. I really liked Rogue One. So I'm interested to see what's up with that. Rustin, another film kind of like uh, Next Goal Wins, kind of been in development purgatory for a while, from director Mm -hmm. um, George C. Wolfe. He directed Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's starring Coleman Domingo, Chris Rock. Uh, Gonna be really good, I think. Um, It's about uh, gay civil rights activist Baynard Rustin um, who organized the 1963 March on Washington. That'll be uh, an interesting one to see if it comes out this year. It's you know probably a pretty heavy awards contender. Um, Luca. I'm going to pronounce the name wrong, Guadagnino, is that how you pronounce his last name? Director of I, Call I, Me I By don't Your know. Name, Bones and I, All, uh, you know, Suspiria. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's got another film coming out this year called Challengers, starring Zendaya and Mike Feist. Um, it's a romantic film set in the world of tennis. Sounds interesting. I really liked Bones and All, so I'm in. I still need to see Call Me By Your Name, so Challengers uh, is probably coming out the other marvel film this year the marvels we're not as excited for that but it's coming out this year the next mission impossible film is coming out yeah dead reckoning part 1 that'll be a big one this year potential tech contender maybe we will see i will i will finally
1: go through and binge watch all of the mission impossible yeah
0: i'm i'm about to watch the i haven't them.
1: seen a single one of them and i will be burning through all of them
0: they're all good except for the I'm second one i'm excited for that so I'm excited for you to watch them. I've seen them all. I like them all. So, and then the last one, uh, this is one that I don't, I'm not confident it's coming out this year. And I honestly, I've not even seen the other movie by this director. I have it here because it's an A24 film. It's called The Governesses from director Joe Talbot. He was the director of The Last Black Man in San Francisco, also starring Jonathan Majors. This is his new film. I've heard of that Potentially coming out this year. It's uh, starring Lily Rose Depp. So that's all I know about it. But I, uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco, is a movie on my watch list. It's not streaming anywhere, so I haven't seen it yet. But a lot of people like it. It's an A24 movie, and I'm, you know, we, we talk about it a lot. We're kind of suckers for A24, so it's one of those ones that their I know hit is rate coming is out. just
1: their hit rate's so high that you just gotta everything yeah. that they put out, you gotta You gotta
0: respect it. You know, you gotta at you gotta least see just, it. You gotta look. And then I guess we already kind of talked about it, but I'll go back. You know, Saltburn, um, that's one to look out for. Emerald Fennell, um, Roseman Pike, Barry Keoghan. Jacob Elordi is also in that, you know, from Euphoria. Hmm. Uh, Richard E. Grant is in it. Carrie Mulligan in it. It got a pretty good cast, so that's that's one that I've got like in the back of my mind, you know. If it's good, it'll be good, you know. That's what I'm saying. So, um, it's it's a story about obsession about a grand aristocratic English family. So it's probably gonna be a period piece.
1: So my my last two that I want to mention are. A little le- less Death of a Film Bro of me and a little more Act 4 of me. <laughs> okay. And um, it is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny um, mm-hmm. from James Mangold. And I think this movie's probably going to be pretty good. I think the director attached to it is really good. And yeah. I love Logan. And I Logan's love Ferrari, great, yeah. the last two things that he's done. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Harrison Ford actually agrees to come back and do this without really liking the script and liking the story and liking the production and everything behind it. So I'm excited for that. Mads Mikkelsen, Antonio Banderas, also in the cast. Mm -hmm. I think it's gonna be really cool. And then it's in my top 20. We've talked about it. You're not excited for it, but I don't care. Cocaine Bear is gonna freaking rule. And (laughs) I don't care what anyone says. It's gonna be so much fun. It's going to be like my favorite popcorn, fast food, dumpster fire movie of the year. Oh, it's going to be a total mess and I'm going to have a blast.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I, neither of those were in my top 20. I think I have 25 or 20, how can yeah, you, 26. How can you not be? And I don't have either. How of can you not
1: there. be excited for Ray Liotta's swan song performance in Cocaine Bear? Like, come on now.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested in Cocaine Bear. I will probably see it.
1: Yeah, you will. There's no
0: other movies that really are going to be coming out around it, so I think I'll go just to get the value out of my Regal pass. But yeah, that's one that I'm not motivated to go see personally. I think it
1: will be their a fun movie brilliant. to laugh at. They know yeah. their marketing is brilliant. They like oh yeah, they know it at audience, time where yeah. it's just like it's just like yeah. What do you what else are you gonna go watch? That mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Go watch Cocaine Bear. Yep, it. you're gonna go watch a co- co- Cocaine Bear and you're gonna <laughs> like it.
0: Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I don't have Indiana Jones in my list because if I'm being honest, I don't have like a like a deep emotional tie to the Indiana Jones films. Um, like I've never even seen Temple of Doom and King of the Crystal Skull was really bad. I do think it will be good and I will go see it. I'll re-watch all the other Indiana Jones movies before it, including seeing Temple of Doom for the first time. So I will do that. But yeah, it's one that right now it would be a lie for me to say that i'm anticipating it i will go see it and i think it will be good um but it's just not one that i'm like itching to go you know right now it's like with a lot of these movies if they were in theaters right now i would be going and watching them you know immediately that's one that i would like i'm
1: definitely anticipating like, see it. it yeah and i i am my father i am my father's child
0: yeah and you know i'm happy <laughs> that you're i, anticipating I see new it.
1: indiana jones movie i go watch
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people that are eagerly anticipating it and I totally understand it. I just I don't have that emotional tie to Indiana Jones where I'm like super excited for it in the way that like, you know, like there's people that don't have Guardians of the Galaxy at their number one most anticipated film of the year. That's totally cool. I have a like a good like emotional tie to the Guardians of the Galaxy films and I really like them and I'm a fan of James Gunn and his work and it's you know the last one and it's gonna be this thing, so I'm really excited to see it. Uh, But it's like, you know, it's not for everyone. And I I understand that. So 2023 is going to be a fun year. I'm excited. This list is going to grow probably as, you know, movies are released and or not released, but announced and then released. And it'll be interesting to see how everything stacks up moving into the end of, you know, 2023. I'm really excited because there's going to be movies that are going to be big Oscar contenders. That'll be our favorite movies of the year that are not on this list that we have not talked about that are not even on our radar i'm you know that's always how it is there's always movies that we're not ready for not anticipating not excited about that are some of our favorites of the year
1: yeah i mean we just did our last episode on like our favorites of this past year and i mean i can go back and look at it one two three four five of my top 10 from the last year i at this point last year i probably had maybe heard about them in passing definitely wouldn't say i was anticipating them.
0: I would say nine of my top ten. I was not anticipating eight of my top ten. I wasn't even aware were coming out. So uh, that's a lot, you know. Like the only one that I was mm-hmm. somewhat anticipating was Everything Ever All at Once, and even then, I didn't know anything about it. It was low on my most anticipated list. I could, I don't want to go back and look, but it wasn't very high. It was one of those ones that was like a late flyer, you know, kind of like I was talking about with some of those other films. I'm like, they're coming out.
1: Good director, could be cool. That was everything. Every like the only ones I knew about were like the like Top Gun and Batman, really like, big action movies, mm-hmm. and then like Fable with Babylon. Nope, were all just like, oh, these are new movies from like big name directors. Yeah, and like other than that, I mean, yeah, like I knew Fable. I was wouldn't coming say out. that I, I wasn't
0: anticipating it.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, like that's the, that's the same thing. Where it's like I don't know if I was like of those five. I don't know. Like the only one I was really anticipating. Like, I wasn't anticipating Fablemans. I wasn't really anticipating Nope, because I was like, mm, I don't know if this is going to be scary or not. you yeah, had, like, you that hadn't, whole discussion for, like seen, months. You hadn't seen any Peel films either, yeah. so it's, like, yeah, it was hard to anticipate that. But, like, Top Gun was, like, yes. Batman was, like, yes. Batman was, like, yes. Batman was yes. But mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I, like, I did, like, my, like, most anticipated list, like, what we, like, just ran through. And then as i like saw each movie i like removed it from the list and that was dumb because now i can't look back at it yeah but that was it's it's well too stupid. it's well too
0: late for that i i I've, I've gone back and pulled mine up just to look at it and it's it's interesting to look back at the order i had and some of the ones i was anticipating like what was your number 1 lightyear was my number 1 babylon was my number 2 oh yeah yeah and then i had three superhero movies in a row i had thor doctor strange and batman don't worry darling <laughs> the whale Northman, Glass Onion, Elvis. I actually had Mary Me <laughs> on here surprisingly. I don't know why, but I think it was That's because not surprising.
1: Well, no. Not surprising. Well, no, most anticipated. As someone who is as so it, It's That's surprising for my as anticipated is- list. But not surprising that no, I loved not. it. As someone who is- as someone who was your friend a year ago, Marry Me being on that list is not surprising. Well, you were it, literally anticipating that movie. Uh,
0: yeah, because of the previews. But it's just, it's funny that it's here. And then like, you know, some Pixar movies and down lower. Like, I it's had f- funny,
1: but it's not surprising. I had
0: I had Avatar. Oh, I guess I did have Fablemans at the very end. I had Fablemans at 20. I didn't remember having that. But I had like Avatar all the way down at 15. I was an Avatar doubter a year ago. I was like, eh, Avatar 2... <laughs> Mm, is it gonna really be that good and it was it was really that good like it was my number 12 two out of the two year. so like next year when or not next 2024 so yeah next year when we're you know doing this again like Avatar 3 is gonna be pretty high you know yep. it's, it's so interesting so yeah I had I had everything overall at once at my number 13 out of 20 last year so that's fun but I'm excited this is going to be a fun year for movies. We will be coming back on our future episodes. Probably our next episode, I'm going to assume, will be reactions to the Golden Globes. Um, if I had to guess, I don't think we'll do anything yeah. else between now and then. But you know, you can anticipate coming up in the future, Golden Globes reaction, Critics' Choice Award reactions potentially, obviously, our January predictions before the nominations are announced on January 24th. That'll be probably right after Globes and Critics' Choice. We'll do a final round of predictions, and then the nominations will happen, and then we'll get to react to those. And then it'll be a really fun time of predicting those, reviewing some of our favorite films from last year, kind of looking forward to the Oscars, and then we'll get to the actual award ceremony in March, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun night. I'm I'm excited um, for the Oscars this year. There's so many good movies I'm in very contention. Excited. It's one of those years where it just feels like we don't know what's going to happen in almost all the categories. There's like two or three that are pretty locked up, but the rest of them are, you know, pretty, pretty open, pretty open races. So we'll talk about that in a future episode. Um, But for now, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, We hope that you're looking forward to some of these movies, too. Um, If you're listening on Spotify, there's this cool little question segment where you can respond to a question that we post. Um, So... If you're listening to this, you're looking forward to 2023 movies. Let us know what movie are you looking forward to seeing the most in 2023. Uh, But we'll say thanks for now. um, And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Death of a Film Bro podcast. You can find myself and Joe on Letterboxd at Peyton J. Shelton and J. Henry 24.